I have been homeless since February of this year. I was in a real hostile environment that was just going to get worse. So I decided to leave. I didn't really realize if I was going to be homeless as long. Or I have faith that it won't happen much longer. Welcome to the Pursuit of Evolution. I'm your host, Casey Jordan. This is the place to be for open-minded folks looking to build self-trust and be proactive as they grow through life-changing moments. We go beyond inspiration to give actions and resources every episode. And with that, let's get into the show. Bonnie Hardy, she, her. I do live in the Central Florida area, so it was a very, very hot summer, and, and you got to kind of watch out for, for the heating stuff and not to get overheated or anything like that. But I use my story as like inspiration for others because, you know, when you're homeless, you know, you don't get a lot of sleep. It's hard to eat properly. And I'm 58 years old. I've got osteoarthritis in both knees, so it's painful for me to walk around too much. But it's like, you know, I'm, I make it work. I go to different places, coffee shops. I have Wi-Fi so I get online and, and work. And where I, where I go, people know my story and I don't bother anybody. I don't take up a lot of space. I, I have a gym membership to go take a shower and work out and stuff. So that's a good thing. I have a mobile bus pass so I can travel around where I want to, different places. I do sleep on a concrete bench at night by a very major intersection. So it's like a mile away from the hospital. So there's always sirens going by and stuff like that. So it's hard to get a lot of sleep and, and get, get really good sleep. I don't do that very often. They're only at my sleep spot from like 12 p.m. to 6 a.m. But I've, there's been a few bad incidents, but for the most part, people have, sometimes they totally ignore me when he drives on by. But people have, you know, said a couple nights ago, some people brought me some, some snacks and hot chocolate because it was very cold a few nights ago. Even though I live in Florida, I got to like 60 <laughs> degrees and I was cold. That's cold. You know, yeah, but I, I like to show people how to reframe negatives to the positives. And the negative is I am homeless. I am outside sleeping at night. But to flip that into a positive, it's I'm outside of getting fresh air. I get to look at the moon and stars, learn about astronomy. I get to watch the sun come up. We watch the moon go overhead. Usually like at least once a month, there's like a, the hot air balloons going overhead. So that's pretty cool. You just look up and hear some, oh, hot air balloons are going over. So I just try to, it's... It's not something I want. I'm working really hard to get out of it. However, I do work on using my experiences as a lesson to others to say, hey, you might not have it really good. Maybe your bed is hard or your house is really big. Take care of it. You know, at least you have a bed to sleep on. And I sleep on a concrete bench, but it's not, at least I'm not on right, directly on the ground. You know, I am I am elevated there to your feet, but I do have to be careful because sometimes the morning ones I rolled, turned over, rolled over, fell off the concrete bench onto the ground. So, you know, I got to be careful about that. But yeah. I just, you know, the situation that happened, I'm not happy with it. And it's not something I want. I am working hard to get out of it. Yeah. But it's like, hey, I'm trying to show people, even though things are bad, they can always do worse for somebody, you know? Right. Yeah, I appreciate that outlook. If you're comfortable with sharing a little bit, was there like, you said you didn't realize you would be homeless kind of this long was there kind of a tipping point where you realized that decision moment where you realized that being without a roof and a bed was safer and better than the situation you were in? Like sometimes it, it, it's so hard to make these decisions. And I'm, I'm curious kind of 
where you realized that was the right choice in that moment for you? I kind of realized, I just got the situation I was in, I was living in a place that I was was getting sold. And then they didn't know exactly when things were going to happen and what was going to happen. The electricity ended up being turned off. The water was going to get turned off. It was going to get bulldozed down. We just didn't know when. I had an opportunity to go stay with a friend in another city for a few weeks. And then, you know, in hindsight, if other things would have not transpired, I might have stayed there a little bit longer. However, with everything, I made the best decision for myself at that time. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I didn't think I was going to be homeless this long. Right. I went with the best people that had promised stuff to me. They keep the promises. So sometimes you have to kind of be careful about that. Yeah. A lot of people have given me advice. It's like, well, you don't know the whole situation. Yeah. But I've done the same thing. You might have done something different. So you can't really just compare the apples to oranges. You know, yeah. and for me in that situation, that was that was the best decision that I could have made. Mm-hmm. And looking at everything. So I don't regret moving out because it did get very, very hostile in biowarfare exchange. And it was called very nasty stuff like that by people. So it's like, look. If I'd be more comfortable outside being homeless and being in this environment, not knowing they didn't what was going on. And there were people living there recently that they ended up getting a notice that they had 30 minutes to get their stuff out. Otherwise, they'd be charged with trespassing. So I didn't have that worry. I was out already. So I, I appreciate your honesty there, because like you said, there's so many misconceptions around homelessness and how people end up in these situations. And I was actually just having this conversation last week with my family and all of the resources and lack of resources and why people end up here that it, like you said, you can't compare apples to oranges and there's so many different reasons and it's never something simple. It's never just, oh, I thought it was a good idea. Like there's so much more behind it than that. So I'm curious then, how did you, as One of the things I like doing with this episode is making sure that people who end up in similar situations can find some resources for themselves. How did you start to figure out what resources were most important? Like you mentioned the gym membership, the bus pass. How did you kind of prioritize what's going on in your life under this circumstance? Well, it is kind of hard to prioritize things because you need everything basically about equally. And unfortunately, in the county where I live, there are no homeless shelters. There are a few places that help. But even if homeless shelters, they have so many restrictions, and there's one like 50 miles away, you have to be there at a certain time to check in. And if you get to the front of the line and there's no beds available, you're SOL, basically. So I was comfortable with this area, and I knew what was going on, and I, you know, make it as safe as possible. There are a few places where there's a church where you can get food once a week. Well, if I get food, I don't have any way to cook it. So that <laughs> that's not always a viable option. There's a church where you can get some clothes like once a month. There is a place where you can get, I think, a shower. But it's like from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Tuesday through Friday. So there's different places that you can do little different things. But the timing of it is always so quirky. Yeah. So it's hard to get everything coordinated. And I am working on figuring out who to talk to and where to go to try to help as many people as possible. And, you know, like you said, you don't know why anybody came homeless, became homeless, and different things happen. And, 
you know, some people, they don't worry being homeless. They're like a wild person. They're not well. They're like used to being out, out by themselves and doing stuff. They don't want to, they don't want to have the responsibility of being able to pay bills and stuff. I want to, I, I want to move into an extended stay hotel and I want to be able to travel and stuff like that. Yeah. So if people are like, well, why don't you get an apartment? I don't want an apartment. I want to extend a stay hotel. I don't want to explain myself to you. Yeah. People always want explanations. What are you doing to get, why are you homeless? And what are you doing to get yourself out of that? Well, it doesn't matter what I'm doing. Everybody thinks of that going, and you will find out in the future what, what's going on, you know, and I'm not, I have projects going on and I'm not going to tell too many people about it until they actually happen. But make a lot of people very happy when I put that post on right saying I have a place to stay till the end of the year, <laughs> you know. But even so, I mean, people judge people because they're homeless. And even if I drink a lot or I'm addicted to drugs, I'm still, I'm still somebody's sister. I'm still somebody's daughter. I'm still somebody's dancer. Still somebody's great aunt. So, and I, excuse me, I got a little bit of cold a few days ago. So, so, and actually, there's a few. I hurt hurt my knee, and then I hurt my other knee a few years ago. Osteoarthritis with those knees. I was told by two orthopedic surgeons I might need to have my knees replaced by turn room 60, nights turn 58. So I very nearly got addicted to different types of pain medication because I was on like six different ones for, for the pain, for the water retention, for bone calcium, you know, for fluid, for, you know, reduced swelling. So I could have got addicted to drugs. And that wouldn't have been anything that was my fault. It just could have happened. Right. So even if that would have happened, you still have to look at the person individually yeah, and and not totally judge them and think they're a bad person because you don't know what happened. And I'm not asking anybody for a handout. I'm asking for a hand up. Just okay. help me out a little bit here and there doing different things. I do pay it forward. I get people send me stuff and I send out to other people. I I just last night, I, I gave some extra food that I had to somebody because somebody donated me some food a few days ago. So I donated somebody last night. So I do pay it forward, and I'm actually, and I'm in a fitness transformation challenge. It's eight weeks, and I'm looking to lose 15 pounds of one percent body fat. That's my goal, and I'm also looking for at least 50 people to sponsor me. And when I'm done with this, towards the middle to end of November, I make that goal. And you promised to send me twenty dollars. It's at twenty dollars from each person. We'll be accepting homeless participants in this area. Right. I said enough. Like right before Thanksgiving, help them get a meal, help get a bus pass. Help them get food, help them get groceries, help them get food, meal, hotel, the same thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Help yeah. them get clothes. Yeah. You yeah. know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I'm always looking to try to pay it forward because I understand and I try to not judge people because you don't want to be judged, you know? Yeah. yeah. I, I, I think you touch on something really important there. It, it, I'm the child of an alcoholic and like alcoholism, addiction, mental health, that it's not it doesn't make you any less human and it doesn't make you any less worthy of care and support and the way we talk about our homeless population and the way we treat them is just so frustrating and heartbreaking to me and i think it's amazing that even while you are in this situation yourself you are also still finding ways to pay it forward so i commend you for that and i also want to like touch on you kind of touched on this is there's there's no right way to live life. Like this is a thing I talk about a lot in my podcast and my writing is there are people who choose to be homeless because they're free spirits. They they want they want that detachment. They want that freedom. If you don't want to have an apartment and you want to do the extended stay thing so that you can 
I mean, from location to location, like, fuck yeah, I think it's great. And to know yourself well enough to be able to articulate that. And I just want to highlight that because I wish more people understood and listened when someone's living a, I don't even want to say alternative, an unconventional life path, you know? So I think that's awesome that you know what you want and how kind of what your next steps are to get there. So I'm curious, because as we talk, there's obviously you have such a positive outlook on things. Have you always been like this or was learning this positive mindset, was this a learned practice skill for you? I've pretty much always tried to be optimistic, look forward to building other people and stuff. Yeah, you know, trust people, that trust that people have like your best interests and heart and they're looking out for others. It's not like that with everybody. There are people that are pretty selfish and stuff like that. But I've also learned a lot of empathy being homeless to itself. And I know people are trying to help when they give you advice. There's certain things that people say. It's kind of like a backhand compliment. It's like, well, why don't you do this? What about this place over here? I live in Central Florida. We just had a hurricane Ian comes through last week. Yeah. And they're like, well, don't go to a shelter. I mean, go to a shelter. Don't go to a hotel. To the shelter I run. The hotel where I run out of electricity and everything. The, the, the hotel run out of electricity. The shelter's going to run out of electricity. And we ended up had to spend money to stay at a hotel last week. It was money well worth it and stuff. And I met some really cool people that I'm working on collaborating with. So, and it's like, well, I talked to somebody who said, do this or do that. It's like, I know what's going on where I live. And they say, oh, I saw this shelter over here. Well, the shelter's 60 miles away from where I live. Yeah. You kind of come back back behind it like that. It makes me feel like you think I'm stupid. I don't know how to live my life and do the right thing. Granted, I admit I made some wrong choices doing different things in the last year. You all do. Everybody does. Yep. You would have made the same choice. Maybe not. We were there. Very few people know the whole story about what happened. And I have a few confidants that know a lot more about what, what was going on than other people. I don't put everything on Facebook and stuff like that. Right. And I have people say, oh, you look like you're having a good time being involved. If you're showing this, you're showing that. It's like, you know, do you want me to show you the pictures and me crying myself to sleep every night? The bloody noses I get from stress. The cramps in my calves are so bad I can't move my legs for a few minutes. The push it out here today if I need to use the restroom. Yeah. Stuff like that. Because I can show you that if you want. Okay. However, I choose to try to show people better things because I'm like, look, I actually on Sunday morning at 7 o'clock, I did a really quick podcast interview with a guy from India. And I was like, look, I'm doing this. I'm homeless. I'm displaced in the hotel for a few days. It's seven o'clock in the morning on a Sunday. We just had a hurricane come through like three days ago. And I'm getting up to do a podcast. And if I can do all of these podcasts and I can help other people, and I'm a five star Amazon best selling author, I can shoot me a five Amazon best selling author, do these podcasts. I have a couple different programs I'm running. If I can do all of this while being homeless, we think I can give her permanent accommodations. Right. You know, if I can't get a lot of sleep, if I can't, eat really well if I can't do this can't do that but I choose to say I don't get a lot of sleep but at least I get a little bit of sleep and I'll, and I'll deal with it I'll learn how to make different food and peanut butter jelly sandwiches are one of my go-to with that's like the best thing to have but can't really cook anything yeah so I make it work you know and I challenged people it's like why don't you do go on I'll even be real easy with you with the chumps go out in your backyard you can put a tent out there you can put a cot out there for three nights you get out there you have 
no Wi-Fi, you have no electricity, you better have a bucket if Mother Nature's house. Be out there for three nights. See how you feel. Come stay with me for one week. Go down with me. I'll give you the other side of the bench to sleep on. You can go with me on, on the bus to different places to hang out. Let's take the bus eight miles and go to the gym just to take a shower. Yeah. You know, let's try to see, well, what kind of stuff we can do. And after one week, see what your attitude is like. And then, and then come and give me any grief. Give me any right. type of grief after that and we'll see what happens, okay? <laughs> you right. know? Right. Yeah, that big reality check that a lot of people don't seem to understand. I have I was in the military and spent time in the Middle East and there's a type of poverty there that most Americans can't even wrap their brain around and that like until you see it live it feel it like I catch myself even trying to be careful of what I say here because I haven't been homeless and I want to make sure I respect the situation you're in and the fact that I don't totally understand it so I'm curious knowing If somebody who doesn't understand or hasn't experienced homelessness wants to be a better advocate and a better better support, what, where would you point them? Like, should we be putting more money into existing nonprofits? Should we be giving out little care packages on street corners? Like, what's something you see that we're lacking, maybe at a society level and as an individual level that we could be doing better? I think on individual level, you're right, giving out care packages to people. Just giving, because you have to think about what the people need on a regular basis. Just going and brushing your teeth in the morning, being able to use deodorant and baby wipes and shampoo and stuff like that. That's a help. Because I've done care packages given out to people and I say, hey, why don't you do this? Well, like two dollars in there, put tissue in there, put hand sanitizer, put shampoo deodorant, toothbrush, toothpaste, maybe a little thing of mouthwash. Yeah. You know, little things like that, because that means a lot to people, because there's there's my time to take me a little while before I get to a place where I can brush my teeth. Now, you got that nasty feeling in your, in your mouth in the morning for a while. Yeah. And, you know, actually, I call it like the, the bathroom 180, where I have like three minutes in the morning to go wherever I'm at, to the bathroom, to go to the bathroom. Change my clothes, brush my teeth, wash my face, put on my dinner, do all that kind of stuff. I got like three minutes in the morning because there's always somebody else knocking on the door to go to the bathroom. Right. I like this way on private bathroom if I want to take a long term, I can't. Even when I go to the gym and take a shower, there's only like three or four showers, three weight dressing rooms, so I can't take a long time in there. So it's like you got to be quick. And as for society, I think that they need to try to have advocates, have people going around and seeing, you know, what people need help with. Sometimes it's as simple as helping them go online and learn how to be, do stuff for it because everything is online now. Yeah. And there's people, they don't know how to fill out a resume. They're going to fill out an application. They try to get food stamps, anything like that. They don't know how to do that. I want have it, everything in one place mm-hmm. where I can go over here. I, I can get some clothes. I have a job interview. I have to wear nice clothes. Right. Some people, I'm lucky that I have a driver's license. I have a passport. I have a, a a mailbox at a UPS, but that's my official address that I've had for like nine years. And if you don't have all this, you can't get a job. Have some people advocate for them that run their social security number, get them a card, get them a birth certificate they need to get them, ID. You don't need to have a driver's license necessarily. Help them and to fill out job applications, if you job interviews, have the food, have a place to take a shower, talk to counselors. 
Yeah. Because a lot of people, you just need somebody to talk to. Yeah. You know, have a, have a church area, have like a pastor that will pray for you. Have, you know, whatever. Give them food. Some people, they need to learn like the basics of, of living is how to eat. They don't even know how to cook. Right. Because what kind of food can I eat if I can't cook or, or keep anything? I can only want to be eating potato chips or cookies. That's expensive. And that is not healthy for you. Right. Bologna cheese sandwiches are okay, but you can't refrigerate anything. So what other kind of sandwiches can you have besides peanut butter and junk? People, they don't even know how to how to poach bread. Yeah. They don't know how to cook anything because they haven't had to do that. So when you enable, when you like enable and help people, you, I can't think of the word like empower them. Yeah. You show them how to do different things and it makes them feel so much better. It's like, oh my God, you know, you have the opportunity. You can take a shower like four times a day if you want. You know, when you think about the shower, you feel so much better. And some people, they feel like once a week to take a shower. Yeah. And that's really sad. And they just, you know, so if we could have like a whole clearinghouse or everything in one building, mm-hmm. there's all these hotels in different places that are going anymore because of COVID and whatever. Fix them up. Let people live in there. Have them do stuff around the hotel. Teach them different things. They can pay to live there and they're learning skills. And they're becoming a productive member of society because I'm not a productive member of society. If I think nobody cares about me, I could just disappear. I could say, I'm not going to post on Facebook for weeks. Right. Is anybody going to care? Is anybody going to do anything in that? So it causes suicides of people going postal and stuff like that. And I don't want any part of being part of that where I could have stopped somebody from doing something like that because I didn't care about them. I didn't show them any empathy or sympathy. I was looking down on them thinking, oh, I'm better than you. Because you're not. That's because your shit sinks just that is my sweetheart. So they'll be thinking, they'll be putting yourself on your high horse. And I've got people that have become homeless, have become really poor. They're coming to me and asking me what to do. Like, I'm not looking to be an advocate for the homeless, okay? I don't mind helping people and stuff. However, I'm looking to get out of this, but I can try to lead people to different things. Well, try this, we'll do that. Every state's different. Every country's different. I live in Florida, so it's all different, different places, which is so empathy, random stuff. Yeah. Take him into the store and say, I'll let you buy whatever you want. Yeah. Give them a gift card or something. If you don't want to get somebody food or money, give them a gift card. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. That's really helpful. I appreciate that. And I think I think spot on about centralizing the resources because you even said it. It's eight mile bus ride to the shower and to the gym to get a shower. And like, you know, if you're going to the library to use the Internet there, that's eight miles the other direction. And shelters are 60 miles away. And if we had a place where somebody comes in and they can show you how to use a laptop, show you how to get on the Internet, show you how to access. Like you said, everything is online now. And just the simple how to fill out these forms, like as a veteran, I can attest that government paperwork is mm-hmm. not simple. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, and to have somebody to sit with you. And how many people are feeling trapped in their situation because they simply don't know how to get through all these questions on a form? And if they could get through those, navigate those questions, they could get food stamps or get into Section 8 housing. They could make that shift that would take them out of the situation and it's just like yeah I, it's not something we're going to solve today that i i wish was <laughs> easier to move that direction so right. i'm curious then 
since becoming homeless, is there any lessons you have learned, realizations you've had that kind of surprised you? Yes, I found that, I mean, there's a lot of people that just kind of look down on everybody and they're going to look down on people no matter what. But there's some people that have kind of come off their high horse and they they see what it's like. And, you know, because with everything that's going on, some people have had to like downsize their house and downsize their cars. And they've had, oh my gosh, I have to ride the bus for these peasants. It's like, not that big of a deal. But I look at it, I flip it around. I'm like, look, I'm riding this bus. I can sightsee. I can be on my phone. I can do whatever I want. Somebody else is driving me around. I think like, oh, you know, I have a personal driver over here. And I know I'm with all the bus drivers lawfully because I ride the same bus in the same places. So it's like, hey, you know, you got to sometimes, you know, make a joke about it and, and make it fun. Because otherwise, <laughs> you start to think too much about it, you'll cry. And you, and you don't want to do that. And it's easy to start going off the wrong direction, you know, and get, you know, really upset. And I really had a really good cry the other night. I was like, oh, my gosh, this hurricane came. Something could have happened to me. Would anybody know? Would anybody care? Where would I be? What would go on and stuff like that? But you don't want to be in that position for very long because that's that's not good. But you see how you two friends are, Mm -hmm. you know, and I appreciate prayers and support and encouragement. What haven't we covered that you want to share? You know, we we have covered quite a lot, Casey. Yeah, we went really, we went really deep with stuff. Yeah, mainly my what I want to talk to people about and what I want to let people know is, please don't judge people. Please don't think that you're better than anybody else because you have a nicer car, you have a you know a bigger house, you, your kids are great, your you know your spouse is great and stuff. Because in the end, it's all belongings. And when we die, you can't take your house with you, you can't take your car with you. And the bigger your stuff is, the more problems you're going to have. Fancier your stuff is, the more problems you're going to have. You know, you're no better than me. I'm no better than you. And we're all on the same. And if you want to ask me questions about why I'm homeless and what's going on, if I think you're not asking them because you're going to board it over me or stab me in the back with it later, I'll answer you. There's sometimes certain things I might not want to go into what in-depth suit. But if I say I'm not comfortable answering that, to the next question, study your business and don't need to know. And sometimes people try to kick me when I'm down. Well, I'm sorry to kick you when you're down, but you made a bad decision. You did this. So you're acknowledging the fact that you're kicking me when I'm down. So why do you keep doing it? I don't care who you are. I don't care if you've helped me out before. I don't care how long we've known each other. We know each other in person or not. Don't demean me because I'm not going to take it anymore. And I've had to have Come to Jesus talk with a few people already. Have people had to come to Jesus talk with me about stuff, you know? And it's like, at this point, if you ask me something and I say no, stop and go to the next question. Don't keep being in my inbox about stuff because I'm not going to, I'm not going to deal with that anymore. On Facebook, the unfriend and the black ones becoming my friend lately, you know, because, you know, people, oh, you do this, you do that. Why don't you join my program? It's like, I just finished telling you I'm homeless. <laughs> I need to have people joining my programs so that I can help other people. You know, I help people get a vision for their life. I help people get on podcasts. I am helping people just to learn how to be more grateful and stuff. So 
you know, trying to do with this fitness thing. It's like, that's a good incentive for me to lose the 15 pounds because 50 people say they'll sponsor me for 20 bucks. That's a thousand dollars. And you know what I can do with a thousand dollars of the homeless disadvantage here? You know, they could get a nice dinner for Thanksgiving. They could get, you know, a bus pass. It costs $50 a month for a bus pass. Wow. You know, and depending on what gym you go to, some of them are fitness is like $15, some are like $50. Yeah. You know, when you have to get up in the morning and you have to ride a bus eight or 10 miles just to take a shower, then you come complain to me about something. Because we know most people, oh, I have to walk down the stairs and we're feet to take a shower. And my water was too cold today. Okay, right. well, spend the day with me. We'll see what, we'll see what you're talking about and stuff. So yeah. just be empathetic towards people. See how you can help. Yeah. Maybe you think you're helping. Right. But if I tell you that's not what I need and you right. keep doing it, now you're being disrespectful. Yeah, I think that the importance of meeting people where they're at, it's okay right. to not understand and like you said maybe offer up a suggestion a first time but when you realize you're not on the right path like listen to the person you're talking to and like just ask an open-ended okay is there something i could do to maybe help or is there do you want me to help you continue brainstorming because maybe somebody does want help brainstorming but instead of just dumping your ideas on them right you know ask if they're in a place because like you said you've been doing this for a few months now you've got the game you've got your area figured out and your resources figured out and so that you might not be in the situation where you need that kind of brainstorming help and so yeah i so appreciate your honesty here today i think we've covered some great stuff please tell us where we can find you online so people can learn more about the work you're doing and check out your programs okay i'm mainly on facebook my facebook is just facebook at bonnie s hardy I post on Facebook multiple times per day. You'll see business stuff. You'll see what's going on. I posted this morning and had a really nice salad and air bread. So that was, that was pretty good and stuff like that. I post a lot of different things. And you'll have my program information in there. My vision for your life program where I combine a vision board and the wheel of life. I color code the wheel of life. So then we create a vision board so you can see where you need to be. I do power hour calls for 60, 90 minutes. We talk about anything where it's business, it's life, it's personal development, it's free management. And I just started a program that I help you get on podcasts, how to be the best podcast guest you can be and why it's efficient to be on podcasts and how, it, how effective it is to help you to, to grow your brand. And I might end up writing a, you know, an ebook about, I'm actually, I'm working on writing an ebook about the top five tips to be an effective podcast guest. Awesome. So, and that's that's included in the program and stuff too. So I'm, I'm writing a bunch of different heat books. I am a five time Amazon best selling author, contributed five Amazon best selling books. I just sent an uh, thing about gratitude to another book that will be the Amazon best seller. It's coming out next month. I contributed my, I have a five by five four minute rock solid day, which five things to do in the morning from one to five minutes each to start your day off strong. I had a group with that where I did that twice. So I have a lot of things that's going on. Yeah, it's not making the money yet with everything. So we're working on making the money so I can make it stuff even better. Yeah. Because honestly, like I said, if I'm doing all this stuff, being homeless, how much stuff do you think I can do? If I have a whistle from a hand, I'm getting a decent amount of sleep every night, I'm eating properly. I'm being able to get my knees looked at so I won't be in pain so much. It's like, hey, yeah, I could really totally explode and go really big. I just need, I just need to, you know, a couple thousand dollars, get a roof over my head for the rest of the year. Yeah. And then work work my way up from there, you know? Yeah. Awesome. Well, I will make sure that 
The link to your Facebook is in our show notes. So people are, it's easy for people to find you and check out what you're working on. And Bonnie, I wish you the best of luck in the months to come. And thank you so much. Thank you, Casey. If you've made it to this point in the show, I want to give you a huge thank you for listening and hanging out with me. And I really hope this is just the beginning of our conversation. I love hearing from each and every one of you. So please reach out to me via email or on the socials and let me know what you think. Also, if you know somebody that needs to hear today's message, send them this episode. Who knows? You might just change their life.